what's up what's up you are now listening to the limitless experience with eric thank you for tuning in this is the recap and reaction to raising canaan episode 9 titled loyal to the end today i will be joined by hey this is tiffany hey um this is deron you can follow me on instagram at i am deron butler this episode we found out that unique has a son and uh we see him coming from the movies with his son places him into the car I mean, it, it was a good attempt, but it was a failed attempt with Marvin trying to go and get revenge for Lulu. I thought that was kind of odd to do it in broad daylight anyway. Um, what do you guys think about that failed attempt at getting unique? I thought it was sending a message. That, that was what Marvin was trying to do. I know he was trying to get at unique, trying to kill him, but it was more about sending a message. Like, you don't mess with the family. You don't mess with Lulu. You don't mess with... Raquel, you don't mess with Kanan. That was the message that was being sent. Okay. I agree. I think it was more about a message because they mentioned in an earlier episode about the fact that his Mercedes was bulletproof. So I'm sure somebody in Raquel's crew knew that before this attempt. Um, And I'm sure Marvin had to know that at some point. So I think it was kind of sending a message. Um, if they would have hit him, of course, I think that just would have been the icing on the cake. But right. I think it was sending a message, and I agree with Raquel. It's like you pretty much exposed your hand, so now, yeah. you know, now they after us, right? Because of what you did, instead of you just trying to move undercover and and be kind of uh, thought provoking in the way that you were going to approach this against what they did to Lulu, I mean, you just kind of went out there hard acted crazy and didn't even hit the target so right yeah i mean had they got there a minute earlier they would have got him before he made it to his bulletproof mercedes that's true i'm pretty sure we talked about this last week but um it wasn't long for for little rob he told yeah. he ratted so i yeah. mean i was not shocked at all oh um, no he had that coming right. yeah we knew he was out we we knew it <laughs> Yeah. Anyways, no time with him. Right, zero time, and I'm glad that 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 they didn't let that linger because he had to go. And the sad part about it is, I wonder if Detective Howard knew if he knew that Raquel would do that. I'm sure he did. Yeah, I'm sure he did. The thing is, though, like from Little Rob's standpoint, why in the world would you even go and pick up Marvin? Like, I would have been in hot. Exactly. Because you knew it was going to eventually get back to them. Right. It's not like, how this dude just picking them up thinking they cool? Like, right. come on. I mean, he tried his best to make a case for himself. He was like, man, Kane the one that did no time, but nah, but I don't change the fact that you ratted. You still told. Exactly. A snitch is a snitch, regardless. Exactly. 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 So, um, now we go into the hospital, and, um, you know, we still don't know whether or not at this point if Lulu's gonna wake up but obviously I think I don't know I think we all agreed except for maybe Leon that we knew like he would be alive yes yeah but uh Symphony showed up and he said that Kanan had sent him but I'm kind of confused with their relationship I mean I know Raquel thinks that maybe she's falling off and people are forgetting who she is and and she kind of mentioned that in 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 the episode but Mm -hmm. She went from wanting Symphony to have her baby to cutting right. him off again. What was up with that? Exactly. I was thinking the same thing. But, you know, 
I think, remember on Original Power when Ghost broke up with Angela and of course Angela didn't know the reasoning for it, but he broke up with her because of um, he Milan. had to get right, yeah. Her life was being threatened. Exactly. So I'm hoping that's the the thought process behind how Raquel came to Symphony. Um, instead of her being on some, well, I'm kind of concerned because I know the streets are hot. I know they after me. If they know I'm close to you, then they might see you as a target. I was trying to be optimistic that maybe she was pushing him away and being hard towards him because ultimately she didn't want him to get hurt. Mm. Now that you mention it, Tiffany, I do kind of see it that way. Maybe Raquel is trying to protect Symphony. Like, don't get involved in this war that's about to happen. Right, right. And so I was like, maybe that's her way of just kind of pushing him away so he doesn't get hurt. And of course, I mean, she doesn't want to explain everything that's going on to him. Right. Yeah, but, I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking to myself, like, maybe she cut him off to get her mind back into the game because otherwise she would be just as distracted as Lulu was when he was, you know, going around. Lulu was very distracted with this music thing. So maybe Raquel sees that and she knows, you know, the, the bad side of what can happen when you're distracted. I don't think she truly wants to cut him off. Well, and the thing is, I was surprised when he came back with the big fuck you. I was like, whoa. Oh, that's not the part that surprised me. The part that surprised me was when he was walking away, he said, tell Marvin Tony can't be trusted. That part. Why did that surprise you? Because she's playing mind games with him. Told him, I don't want to see you again. I didn't think you had any heart. I'm surprised you said what you just said to me. I would just be like, all right, peace. I'm out. You'll never hear from me again. I don't give mm. a damn about you or your brothers. Mm. So you wouldn't even drop that little piece of knowledge, huh? You would have just went Nah, on. I would have kept it moving because you're playing games. Huh. Interesting. What Symphony did, I mean, in the last episode, he was eavesdropping. That's, he's he's that's, definitely that's helping him, but he didn't have to. That's true. He didn't have to, but he did. Right. That just shows how, that just shows how solid he is. I would agree. Um... It'll be interesting to see how that little information um, plays out, hopefully, in, in the season finale next week. Right, right. Yes. So while Lulu is alive in the hospital, I don't even know why Detective Howard was on his way to the hospital, but he smokes, which he probably shouldn't be due to his health condition, but he was outside the hospital smoking a cigarette and he noticed as a detective obviously you're looking around you're seeing everything and he noticed what he thought was two gentlemen that probably looked out of place so he starts watching them then he sees a nurse come out hands him a bag and um i don't know how he saw all of that from his his vantage point but Mm -hmm. um you know those were two guys that were going into the hospital to finish the job me personally i don't know if that was the best plan of action to do if you guys wanted to finish the job I mean, it's broad daylight. This nurse should have met them around the corner. She should have jumped inside the car with them. Like, this should not have happened right in front of the hospital because even if Detective Howard was not there, there was hospital staff walking around, security guards walking around. Cops are always near hospitals. So True. that was, um, wasn't was a good plan. What did you guys think of that nurse just doing that right in broad day like that? That was a stupid plan for her to do that. Why would you give two criminals 
like scrubs. I just figured it was somebody who was desperate because, I mean, one, she was risking her job in, in the beginning, you know, mm-hmm. just doing that and setting that up. She was risking her job, um, but she had to be desperate to need that roll of money right. or she wouldn't have even put herself in that situation. So as for Detective Howard being at the hospital, I think he said something about he was coming there to talk to Raquel and the brother. And I don't know if he just wanted to pay his respects or what. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, and about him smoking, I mean, the thing is, I know a lot of people who end up getting lung cancer and all types of stuff, COPD and all this from smoking. It's an addiction. They still don't get off of it, even when they have certain ailments that came from the smoking. Yeah. And so, um, once again, this episode, they, they kind of made him look a little bit sickly, you know? They did. They did. I did peep that. I was like, okay, he looking sicker and sicker. Right. Um, but, yeah, if she would have been, like you said, in a car or around the corner or maybe could have met them the day before and given them that stuff, um, it, it was a smooth plan. It actually worked pretty well if it wasn't for Detective Howard seeing it go down. Yeah, but like I said, there was hospital staff around. Like, she put herself in jeopardy. Like, she could have even left it in the bathroom somewhere. You know what I mean? That's true. That's true. That's what I'm saying. She could have met up with them the day before, uh, you know, something, and got them what they needed for the next day for them to come in like they was coming to work like everybody else. Exactly, Uh, exactly. And I have to keep reminding myself, this is in the 90s, so you don't have, like, video cameras everywhere. That's true. That's true. (laughs) Yes, but she could have been clever about it. Right. It could have made a, a clever plan. Right. It Not was just do it in broad daylight. Yeah, it right. was it was the most obvious criminal exchange that we've seen in, in power by far. You know what I mean? Exactly. Exactly. And she looked nervous. She right. looked like somebody that would you want to watch her and see what she's doing like exactly. why is she acting all funny like that? <laughs> exactly. What would you even say to like your coworkers? You know what I mean? I mean I'm pretty sure she didn't load that bag with those scrubs in front of them. You know what I mean? Right, right. So, I mean, I don't know. That was really stupid. And obviously, you know, they, they once they went inside the room that they found out he was in, he wasn't there, and they arrested them as well as a nurse. And, um, you know, stupid games get stupid prizes. Now she's out of a job. Exactly. That's what she gets. Right. Now, in this show, right, how many parents are there? There's... Raquel, Raquel, Marvin, Marvin, and Nicole's parents, right? Yeah. Wait, detective. Well, detective Power, but not necessarily. Well, yes, he is a parent, but he can't speak to his child. That's true. I was a unique. Unique is a parent. That's that's true. Yeah. Because I was just thinking, we we saw a lot from the parents, a lot of decision making, and you know, different behaviors in last night's episode. And Nicole's mom pretty much told Detective Burke, get to the bottom of this, go arrest Laverne, you know, jukebox, because we know she did it. And it's like, once again, Nicole's father is a lot more hesitant to accuse jukebox of being behind this. But I guess because the mother is not okay with the fact that her daughter is gay, she wants Laverne to pay for this. Oh my God, this Karen right here. <laughs> exactly. I mean, first, she didn't want Laverne 
to be with Nicole. Then she accuses her of drugging and killing her daughter. I mean, I get that she is still grieving, but Laverne is innocent in all of this. She didn't know that that crap was going to kill Nicole. Right, exactly. She didn't even know Nicole had it. Exactly. So Burke took it upon herself to meet up with Jukebox, and she's trying to get all types of information out of her. And once Jukebox agreed to go get some ICs or whatever, I thought that, you know, Jukebox would open up to Detective Burke. But, you know, she stood tall and she was like, no, um, I don't know what you're talking about. And Kanan definitely had nothing to do with this. Leave me alone. Stop talking to me. Stop following me. I don't want to I don't want to hear or see from you again. I mean, that was simple as that. Detective Burke, I get that she wants Jukebox to open up to her, you know, be a mentor or whatever. Mm -hmm. But... She's way too deep into this case, more than Detective Howard should be. Right, and you saw Detective Howard was like, wait, why are you still investigating this case? I told you to leave it alone. Right. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, just one small thing about the parents. The one thing that stuck out to me was when Nicole's mother said, you know, we know powerful people, and, you know, this type of stuff shouldn't happen to our family or whatever oh, the case yeah. may be. And Pretty much this shouldn't happen to white people. Exactly. Exactly. Rich white people. So I was like, hmm, interesting. Something like that, that whole scene to me wasn't put in there for nothing. Mm -hmm. So I'm kind of interested to know how that evolved. Who does she know? Is it political people? Is it people that's in the police department higher up? You know, is it? You know, just people who are wealthy that can make some different moves. I, that's the thing that stuck out to me uh, with that dialogue with the mother to Detective Burke was, okay, now who does she know and who is she going to, you know, squawk and get involved in this until she gets the piece that she needs about the whole situation? I don't know. I think she may have just been bluffing because she should have, so? yeah, she should have went to whoever she knows from the jump. My guess is that it must be a very powerful lawyer that she knows or someone that's private but still in the public eye. You know, like a powerful hmm. figure. Interesting. Hmm. Well, and I don't think, I mean, I can see why she wouldn't go to her at first, Eric, because go to whoever she knew. Because remember, she had already lied and said that the daughter died from some type of congestive heart issue. Correct. That's true. So, you know, she's not going to She's trying to use it as a last resort mm -hmm. because that means she has to expose that her daughter OD, you know, on crack. So she ain't in a rush to tell whoever she knows about that, but she will to get whatever vindication she feels is necessary for her daughter's death. That's true. I mean, but the way she's just accusing Jukebox with yeah. zero evidence, you know what I mean? Like, right, right. you got nothing to stand on. So. I, don't, I wonder how much of a storyline this is going to continue to be. You know what I mean? Because yeah. your daughter OD'd. It yeah. was her decision. Um, obviously, the drugs were, um, weren't mixed yeah. correctly. But I don't know. I don't know if this would sh or should even continue to be a storyline. I would agree because, quite honestly, I thought we was done with them after the funeral. So the fact that they brought them back into this episode, I'm like, okay this is going to go on longer than I thought it would. You know, I thought we was pretty much done with the, the parents. Yeah, I thought the Nicole storyline was over because yeah. we had some closure to it last episode when Jukebox right. told Kanan, it's not your fault, it's not anybody's fault, it's this place. 
Right. That should have right. ended the Nicole storyline. See, we didn't see Davina or Famous this episode. You know what I mean? It's like, what's going on with them? I would have liked to see that piece of it instead of seeing this Nicole thing drag out. I would agree because back to my little theory about the people that um, are in the opening credits, the girl, I believe, uh, Davina, I think she is in the opening credits. Lovey mm-hmm. Simone. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't think we've seen the last of her. Oh, okay. Okay, well, what about Famous? Famous name is not in the opening credits. Hmm. I've noticed that. That's why when Eric was talking about, I hope he get killed, da, 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 I was like, it might happen because, you know, the opening credits start with, you know, Patina Miller and then uh, London Brown and so on and so forth. And Famous Name is not one of the people in the opening credits. Right. He's always someone that's scrolling at the end. Right. I mean, but we got to see something from him because they didn't I even heard. close his storyline. Like, he's still alive. Yeah. But like I said, where's does Kanan go to school? Has he not even seen famous <laughs> in school? You know what I mean? Right, right, right. It does seem like he just running the streets all day. Right. Now speaking of Kanan not going to school, bad parenting. If he's not in school. Um yeah. so remember last episode I asked if you guys believe Kanan should have been involved with or involved in the meeting that Raquel had with Marvin and Lulu, right? When they yeah. were talking about, you know, their product is, is getting low and all this. He wasn't involved in that meeting, but he was involved with the scratching off of serial numbers off of guns. What's up with that? Yeah. Like Raquel's about to get Mother of the Year award. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yes, yeah, she's getting him into the game, but I mean, I don't know. He's still a 15-year-old, and yes, he's a 15-year-old whose parents, at least the parents he thinks, um, you know, we know that Raquel's his mom, but he doesn't yet know that that Defcon isn't his real father. But what, what do you guys think about Kanan scratching off, um, you know, the serial numbers to the guns? Mm, I mean, it, it somebody had to do it, <laughs> you know, but... That's the one thing, and I don't know if it just shows the acting ability of Makai Curtis or what, but he has a way of seeming so innocent in some scenes. Right. And he mm-hmm. talks about something or when he laughs about something silly and it's like you're reminded he's a 15-year-old kid. Exactly. But then he gets that scowl on his face and this seriousness that just was scare a grown man and it's like wow you know like seriously you just be like dang he just went from zero to one that kid got range yeah yeah he does he does so i just figure him you know doing the serial numbers it was just a menial task that somebody had to do it and that someone was him i didn't really think too much of it but you know like i said even when he had that dialogue with marvin about the music it, that was just to me a teenage kid moment and then you see him in other scenes and he like you know ready to shoot somebody in the face you know so I don't know I think it's a great job for Makai Curtis and and his acting ability because he's going from teenager to grown man face and I mean when he scowls up it reminds you so much of 50 Cent Kanan mm. in original power 
Okay. Yeah. And um, not only did she teach him to scratch off or, or have him sit with Marvin and scratch off the serial numbers, she also told him how to kill someone, two to the chest, one to the head. Yeah. Which we'll get to a little bit later, but I feel yeah. like she picks and chooses when she wants Kanan to be in the streets and then when she wants him to scale it back. And, um, I mean, obviously, ultimately, we know what he's going to turn into, but yeah. Raquel is just, to me, full of mixed messages with a lot of people, you know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. But her, uh, speaking of mixed messages, um, her and Marvin did call a truce. I guess it's temporary. You know, they called the truce because of Lulu, and they got it. They they got to get shit back in order. Mm-hmm. I think that I think that alliance is gonna help strengthen their relationship because you know when it comes to family members, you don't mean what you say and saying what you don't mean. But what happened with? Marvin was that he became the MVP of that episode. And with him and Raquel joining forces again, I think that's going to I think that's going to help Kanan and his crew. Right, right, right. I mean, it's always better if they're together instead of, you know, separated. I agree. And Raquel don't have no crew. I right. mean, what? She got a one-eyed soldier. Right, uh, exactly. You know, she got her two brothers, and we really haven't been introduced to anyone beyond that. Right, and And Unique, we saw Unique's crew, and they were deep. Yes. Yeah. Very deep. But didn't they say he was having some people come up from somewhere? Oh, is that where all those people came from? Marvin said something. Was it Marvin? Somebody said something about looks like Unique got some people coming up from, you know, some other area. So that's how they knew that he was uh, getting his his crew together as well. I don't know if it was, I think it was this episode. It might've been the, the previous one, but um, I think they knew that he was gonna start pulling from some other areas to get people to eliminate Raquel and her team. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, they got enough. They definitely got enough people. Yes. I mean that that is a deep crew. I don't I don't know who who Raquel can recruit at that point. I mean, yeah, I think we're gonna see more of Marvin's people and they, you know, they're just gonna be a bunch of extras that existed just we didn't know they existed. Because remember when Marvin uh he somebody gave him a bag of guns, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah. Marvin's got people everywhere, oh, so true. So, you know, they can they can just grab some of Marvin's soldiers. Um, I think Lulu, he just got to, he, he's got to stay in the hospital and, you know, get his stuff together. Yes. And I was so glad to see Jessica there. Yeah, I was too. She was right there by his side, even though yeah. she, she um, you know, she went home, changed, but she came right back. And she was the first person he saw when he woke up, which, you know, that's pretty cool. Exactly. That's what I was telling y'all last week. Like when Jessica and Lulu met, they truly just was feeling each other. I don't think she had any ulterior motives. I don't think she was thinking anything beyond. I like this guy. I think he fine. He thinking I like this girl. I think she fine. And they got together. And I truly think her feelings for him are genuine. Yeah, I do too. I don't think that it's fake. I think that she also wants to have, her brother in a good space and at the oh, same yeah. time, you know, 
yeah. move this relationship forward with Lulu. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love the chemistry between Lulu and Jessica. Yeah. I think it's very genuine. Yes, exactly. I agree. Exactly. I agree. Now, um, back to Marvin. He mm-hmm. found out pretty much what we all knew about his daughter, and um, he lost his mind. And this goes back to the thing I was talking about with the parenting in this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it kind of looked like um, Jukebox may, may have been laughing a little bit when she tried to turn her head when she walked into the room. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, Marvin, what did he say? He said, are you some type of girl faggot? Is that what he said? Yep. Yep. Lebanese or some shit. Like, you could tell that's like... The, the, <laughs> like, you're going to say lesbian. It's the early 90s, so that wasn't, I guess... Yes. ...talked about much back then. Right, right. But, um, yo, Marvin really fought his daughter. He did. And destroyed her TV and destroyed the tape she had of the dead girl, Nicole. Yes. And even when Jukebox said, oh, she's dead, he was like, good, that's where she need to be or some bullshit like that. Yeah, he did say that. That's what triggered Jukebox. That's she took that shit personally. She surely did. You're right. Yeah. The crazy thing is, even though <laughs> it's so crazy because we know Jukebox grows up to be an adult and we actually know how she dies. But while yeah. he was sitting here choking his shit out of him, I'm thinking to myself, like, wait, are we gonna meet another different jukebox? Like, he's really no. trying to kill her right, right now. It, it was a Tommy Holly moment. I'm not gonna yes, lie. Like, exactly. It gave me, it gave oh me flashbacks. But, exactly. thankfully, but thankfully, Marvin stopped. Right. I was like, oh my God, this man is literally choking out his kid. And that's one thing, like, you bringing up this whole issue of parenting. Have you noticed that they have started calling their parents by their first name? Yo, that, I thought that was weird. Why did she call? he? Okay. She called him Marvin, but I haven't seen Kanan call Raquel Raquel. Not to her face, I don't think. No, I don't even think he said it behind her back. Because yes, he has. No, because I don't. He I don't. Did it in with Marvin. Now you talking about when they when when uh, he mixed the bad crack? No, in this episode, when he came to Jubox room and Marvin was looking at the TV, mm-hmm. and he quickly turns it off. He said, yo, Raquel want me to bring two guns. Two oh, whatever. wow. That's crazy. Yeah, that, I thought that was weird. I'm like, see, I didn't notice the Canaan one, but I did notice the jukebox when she called him Marvin, and he yep. didn't even react to that. Mm-mm. So that means she must do that often. Yeah. Their relationship is 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 scarred. I mean, it's, I think it's, it's damaged beyond repair at this point. Oh, definitely. It's reduced to dust. Right. Exactly. But now we just see him more and more why Jukebox becomes a person that she is. Right. Like but, I, said, I mean, he's pushing her away. Yeah, he's a horrible parent. But yes. um, Raquel had a conversation with her, and it's they always drop these little hints, and they, and they let us know, like, this is, this is pivotal. You know what I mean? Right. Jukebox went back to Raquel and told her that she had a conversation with Detective Burke, and Raquel's like, good. And then, you know, obviously Jukebox is like, why is that good? And she's like, oh, it's good to have cops on your side. You know what I mean? So right. um, that may also be instrumental in Jukebox deciding to become a cop. Because even though she hates Marvin, obviously she doesn't want to help him. 
but Kanan, you know, they're like that. They're very, very close. So once the, yeah. the, the closer Kanan gets and the deeper Kanan gets into the street life, Jukebox may want to be right by his side, helping him out. Exactly. Hmm. Well, and then that's why when Raquel said that, that's why I don't understand her deep hatred that she has for Detective Howard because mm -hmm. he's been obviously protecting Kanan more now that he knows the relationship of Kanan to him. Right. But I'm sure over the years he probably protected Rob. Exactly. Exactly. So after Raquel said that it's good to have cops on your side, you can see something clicking in Jukebox's head. And she goes back to the police station to talk to Detective Burke. And they go riding around. I, I actually think Detective Burke is a very good detective. She's not letting this Kanan or this overdose with the Mo Better Blues, she's not letting that thing go. And she really believes she has something going uh, with this whole Kanan and Raquel, you know, that, that entire Thomas family situation. It kind of looks like maybe, just maybe a little bit, Raquel may have the upper hand on her because she set Jukebox to manipulate Detective Burke. Jukebox said it's not safe for her, and she pretty much threw Unique's crew under the bus, telling Detective Burke that Unique's crew is coming after the police now because of what happened with their uh, operation, their drug deal that, that, you know, got raided. What are you guys' thoughts on that? I think that was more of a chess strategy on Raquel's part because she is telling Jukebox that, hey, you can trust Detective Burke. You can, you can use her to your advantage. While right. at the same time, because she's about to enter this war with Unique and his crew, she finds it never go clever to side with the police See, but y'all don't think that's like snitching in a way? Snitching? I, I think it is in some, on some level, but yeah, I think ultimately, like Darion said, it's a strategy. It's a, a chess strategy because she know the moves she about to make. Mm -hmm. When it comes, she don't want nothing to come back on her. And so if they've already kind of warned the police that Unique is going to start targeting them. Then when she makes the move she makes, it'll makes they'll eventually, they'll go straight to Unique's group. They won't think that Raquel and her folks had anything to do with it. Right. So the I cops, think, yeah. The cops' eyes are going to be off of Raquel's crew. And then if exactly. they go after Unique's crew, most likely they're going to catch them with a whole lot of guns on them. That's true. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that that's 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 clever, but at the same time, I, I feel like that's like a violation of street code. You know what I mean? Like You think so? Really? Because you're telling on the op you're telling law enforcement on the opposition. You know what I mean? Yeah. You you're getting the okay. cops involved to help you get rid of them. You know what I mean? And yeah. um I don't know. I mean just imagine if unique or any any time any um body in any of these movies or tv shows would be seen talking to the cops by the opposition you know what i mean like what yeah, would the opposition yeah. think i mean it, it's very smart on raquel's part to do this but yeah. mm -hmm. um i don't know like how, what how do you think unique feels about the fact that raquel is doing this he angry he will be mad if he knew it was going down but 
I mean, this is typical power one-on-one. I mean, look at it in power book two, original power. Now this, there's always been a cop friendship somewhere. Always. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's always been the trend. So, I mean, I'm not that surprised by it. I mean, I, mean, I get what your point is, Eric, in terms of snitching is snitching. But mm-hmm. I think in this case, you know, she's trying to do it to her benefit. If it gets rid of the competition, that's all she really cares about at this point. Right. Right. And uh, we didn't see Joaquin this episode. I'm assuming that the season finale has to be uh, longer than in, than the, the other episodes. And most season finales are a little bit longer. But mm-hmm. there's a lot of things that not, not even necessarily have to be closed up because, you know, the, the story is just beginning. But yeah. I need to right. see a lot next episode. I need to see what's going on with Famous, what's going on with Davina. Um, is she going to get some work from Joaquin to, you know, get off to a good start? Um, what's We're going on gonna... with, with Dean and, you know, him him with his grandmother and the hearing aid? <laughs> like that, that kills me right there. Yeah. That kills me. But yeah, they need to tie some loose ends up to end the first season. Yeah, they got they got to address them. Um, now the ending, um, I was highly upset. Highly. Um, obviously, we know Raquel told Kanan two to the chest, one to the head. She allowed Kanan to meet up with Detective Howard, and Detective Howard said, "Listen." If anybody besides Kanan is not there, I don't care who it is. It could be you, it's Marvin. They getting wet up. I just want to talk to Kanan. And, you know, Raquel agreed, but she also, obviously, you know, she wants to keep the cops under her thumb. She said, if I go, if I allow this, you got to give me a pass, right? Right. Um, But that wasn't her intentions at all. She makes Kanan put on Unique's jacket and uh, go to put some work in on Detective Howard. Now, you guys saw the previews for next episode, right? Yes. I did. You did. Okay. So, I don't think that this killed him. Um, no. Yeah. I was so upset about that. You you were upset that he's not dead? Yes. I'm upset. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I'm upset that he's not dead because it shows, once again, Kanan is a boy. This woman is set up and, and schooled you on making sure you put somebody down and they stay down, and you messed that up. So now, I mean, if Detective Howard comes up out of this, like, you got a whole different vantage point now. You know what I'm saying? Like, they literally, Raquel literally tried to kill him. So, I, I don't know. Like, the fact that he's not dead, when I saw the preview, I was like, oh, my God, you got to be kidding me. Can't you fuck this up? I didn't want him to get shot in the first place. I didn't either. Me but neither. once you went pull the trigger and shot somebody, I, I don't. I didn't want him to live. Who wants it on their head? That's got to be the dumbest thing you ever do. Yeah. God, I agree. I, I was upset that she set him up to kill that man. But if... He was going to pull the trigger. I was just like, man, now you got a whole nother set of problems if this, if this man lives to come out of this. I thought that, see, I actually thought that Kanan was going to kill him. And I thought that maybe Detective Howard's last words would be, 
I'm actually your father, right? Yeah. Because yeah. now what are the odds that Kanan will actually find out? Which is kind of crazy because um, adult Kanan is narrating the story, right? Right, right. And he narrated when Detective Howard and Raquel were having a conversation and he said, look, when you're desperate, they'll, they'll, you'll do anything, right? So right. I don't see this Kanan and Detective Howard speaking face-to-face -face again. So maybe Raquel would break it to him. You think so? Because how else is he going to find out? That's true. That was a pretty dumb decision on Kanan's part. Not for only shooting um, Detective Howard, but for getting the two in the chest, one in the head, head rule from Raquel. Mm -hmm. I mean, if Detective Howard comes out of this alive, Kanan is screwed. Now, yeah, I think so. Now, listen, we saw Detective Howard's detective skills at the hospital with watching the lady that didn't, and, and watching the two gentlemen that looked out of place, right? Right, right. Detective Howard quickly realized that that's Unique's jacket or coat because he's he knows Unique's coat. He talks to Unique at times as well, right? Right. right. He couldn't sense the awkwardness in the air with Kanan. Like, he didn't even, even if he pulled his gun, he don't, you don't got to shoot him, you know what I mean? Pull your right. gun out. Tell Kanan, put the gun on the floor. Don't move. You know what I mean? I'm. I, I just want to talk to you. Right, right. I just. I, I. I don't know. Detective Howard seems like he's been a cop for a very long time. I just thought that he was at a major disadvantage by. It's not like Kanan walked up to him with a gun. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he put himself at a major disadvantage. And um, back to Raquel and Kanan is 15 years old. You know what I mean? So. I don't know. I don't know if she should have put that big of a job in his hands. Exactly. She shouldn't have. Right. And like you said, I mean, like we was talking about earlier, he obviously has protected Raquel. He wants to protect Kanan with this whole bad crack thing. He mm -hmm. obviously was the one that kept Lulu from getting shut up in a hospital, for goodness sake. Right. And to turn around and set up and kill the man. Right. Just for bad. I'm with you, Eric. I didn't want him to get hurt. I didn't want him to get shot. I was hoping that she wouldn't have made that move. Um, but once he pulled and started shooting, I was like, man, I hope that man is dead. But in the previews, obviously he wasn't, at least not when he arrived at the hospital. Right. I was thinking like, what is, is he going to die in, 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 at the hospital? Like, how's that going to work out? Well, I hope he doesn't die. I mean, Detective Howard did all that stuff for Raquel. This dude for, went out of his boy. way. He went out of his way, and she just yes. sends Kanan in there to off him. Yeah. Which I'm not sure why. I mean, do you guys think it's because of um, the new partnership that she has with Joaquin, or do you think that she truly doesn't want Kanan to know who his real father is? I think she don't want him to know. I agree. I think she wants him to keep that narrative of Defcon is your father, and we all know that Defcon isn't the, isn't Kanan's father at all. Right. So she wants to keep Kanan in the mindset that he's the son of you know two two street kings, pretty much. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Wow. Well, mm. and then I was wondering if because she has such a close relationship with her son. 
if he knows that Detective Howard is his father, would he want to cultivate that relationship? And one, selfishly, that takes some time away from Raquel. And two, he's a cop. So now you have a street boy running around with a police officer. Like, that's a problem. You know, he could be a target because of that. So I don't know. It's a different way, a, a few different ways that she could look at it. But sometimes I was kind of thinking, well, she may be a little selfish with him because that's her baby. They have always been together. And she may not just want to share Kanan with anybody. She haven't had to share him with DEFCON. That's true. That's true. But, I mean, taking this dude's life. I agree. And having Kanan do it. I agree. I mean, Kanan and Raquel got to take the blame for that. They both got to take the blame for that. Right. And I felt like this is just another one of those things that Kanan's going to find out and he's going to be really, really, truly unhappy, disappointed with his mother. You think so? Yeah, they were having another conversation um, in this episode and I just felt like it was too much for Kanan to take on, you know? And then on top of that, you know, she's telling him, I need you to do this. Like, as she was telling him, I need you to, uh, to take somebody out, like, at no point did I think it was anybody else besides Detective Howard. You know what I mean? I agree. I agree. Yeah. And then, even if he did kill him, and it comes back, I mean, obviously, once again, I have to keep reminding myself that it's not like street cameras everywhere at this point in time in the 90s. Right. Um, but, you know, obviously... If someone saw him from afar, you would think they would only see that unique jacket. Exactly. But at the end of the day, if Kanan was to get caught, I mean, he could do a lot of time for killing a police officer. Exactly. So if Detective Howard is not into in, in a coma or, you know what I mean, not unconscious, is he going to tell on Kanan? I don't think so. No. There's no way he's going to tell on Kanan. So he's going to lie on Unique? Hmm. I don't, think- I don't know about that. Probably save the boy's life. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if he would lie on Unique, but I don't think he would say that Kanan did it because remember, selfishly, he still needs bone marrow testing from Kanan. Right. And so deep down inside, he might still hope that he has a chance of getting that bone marrow tested to see if it's a match. So if he locked up or tied up in the legal system, I think that's going complicate things with that so that's why i don't think he'll snitch on Kanan. um mm. but in terms of him pointing it at unique i don't know i don't know if he might lie and say he didn't know who shot him or didn't you know didn't see their face or something like that i don't know if he would point the finger at unique right now mm. one thing i found interesting was we got to uh see uh rock's mother yo another parent that was crazy yes um, now, so that makes it what five or six parents in this yeah. series? Yeah. yeah. Now, if she is their parents, why on earth wasn't she at the hospital to see her son Lulu? That's true. Hmm. Maybe. Well, maybe she she had a falling out with all three of them. Right. She I mean, it, it appears that she is an avid churchgoer, 
And, yeah. um, you know, we've never seen Raquel in church at all. Yeah. So for her to go in now, I mean, it, it, it was obvious. Anybody could see something was going on. Right, right. I don't know. I mean, remember Marvin said something earlier in the episode about, you know, I would raise you and Lulu while our parents was doing a thing or something he said. Going through they shit, he said. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So one thing that I was thinking is, I wanted, I was thinking, okay, are all three of the kids by the same mother? Mm. Are all three of the kids by the same father? Okay. Um, it just for her not to visit Lulu in the hospital, one, did she not know? Or two, maybe that's not her kid. Maybe that's somebody else's kid. I don't know. That, that's something we need to look more into come season two. Yeah, I mean, to, to introduce Raquel's mother in episode yeah. nine, Yeah, that was kind of, I don't know, that that was shocking. Yeah, I wasn't expecting that either. But we know, now we know that at least one of their parents is still living. Right, right, right. Right. Wow, yeah. I, when, when she said that, she, she actually said mom like a couple of times. Just to like you know, like hammer it home, like this is Raquel's mother. Right, that's true. Mm-hmm. And the lady kind of looked like her, so um, I think it it was definitely believable. But once again, it goes back to that respect thing that we mentioned earlier about Canaan and Jukebox calling their parents by their first name. Now mm-hmm. here we are seeing Raquel specifically call her mother mom. Exactly. Mm. And then I wondered if she was always in the church or not. Who, Raquel? No, the mother. Yeah. Also, why would Raquel go to the church that she knows her mother is at? Maybe they, maybe as little kids, that was the church they went to. Exactly. So she, apparently she knows her mother goes to that church, but she already said that she's trying to atone for some things that she's planning to do. Um, and maybe it was because she knew she was setting up this thing with Detective Howard. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe that's why she felt like she needed to go back to church. But sometimes I wonder when you see older women in the church, and full disclosure, I grew up in the church. Um, but there are a lot of people who in their teens and their 20s and even their 30s, they out in the street hard. Right. But then when they get old and they can't do nothing and they they want some type of social aspect to their life. Now all of a sudden they in the church, you know, mm. three four times a week. Right, right, right. So that's why I was wondering about Raquel's mother, especially after Mark uh, Marvin said what he said about you know they was going through their stuff. Right. I was like, well, was she one of those people that was in the street when they was young, but now all of a sudden she ain't found Jesus? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, and she may not know about Lulu. I think that might be the case. You know, I'm not going to throw her under the bus and say she's a horrible mother. Mm-hmm. She may not have been told that Lulu was injured. That's true. That's true. It's not 100%. Uh, Especially if they that, that street life, you know. Right. They they may not have made her privy to that information. Right. Because she wasn't even at the um, at the dinner with them when they go to the diner, which is like tradition for them. So That's true. That's true. She doesn't. She's not really up on them. So yeah, or maybe she disapproves of their lifestyle. She exactly. disapproves of them singing crack. Right, that's, that's true. very true. Yeah, you got a point. 
Well, I wonder if she'll be a recurring character. She needs to be. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. And remember in the beginning, Raquel even says she had contemplated sending Kane in to stay with his grandmother. So right. I'm assuming that was this woman that we met in this episode. Now she's regretting it, but even with that regret, she still sends him to kill his daddy. Exactly. Like, ultimately, he's still a kid that's under 18. Like, don't act like you don't have any control over him. Right. Doesn't make any sense. I mean, at this point, from what Kanan sees about his mother, that she had to kill D-Wiz and uh, some other things she, she had said to Kanan, he, he should really be second-guessing at, at this point her decision-making. You know what I mean? That's true. You make a good point, yes. But she gave him a direct order. He just didn't follow it through 100%. But he definitely know what he did. He know he pulled a gun on the cop and shot him twice. Right. Right. I don't know. They set up the season finale perfectly. So, um, I'm, you know, I'm ready. I'm ready for the season finale right now. Me too. I am too. I can't wait to see what happens. Exactly. Um, um, all right, guys. So I think we covered um, everything. Uh, what do you guys think is going to happen in the season finale? In the season finale, uh, there's a good chance that Unique is going to get killed in the season finale. Mm, okay. And who do you think will be behind the trigger? In either Raquel or Marvin. Mm, okay. <laughs> Okay. Tiffany, what do you think? You, you mm. think Unique makes it out of season one? I don't know. I I want to say that he'll get killed off. Mm -hmm. um, but I don't know. I think that, you know, there may be still some loose ends that need to get wrapped up that don't get wrapped up mm -hmm. in the season finale where he does end up in season two. But I do think um for my predictions i do believe that lulu is going to have a different perspective on things after being almost killed right um so i think going into season two he's just going to have a different perspective and probably want to get out the game even more than he did prior to his uh situation right um i do think this shooting of Detective Howard is going to change Kanan. I do think it's a pivotal moment. I don't know what that change ultimately will be, but I do think it is a pivotal moment in Kanan's life. Mm. Okay. And then I think I do think Raquel is going to be able to rebuild her business. Um, hopefully Unique and his crew is out the picture or at least their organization is so damaged going into season two that she has an opportunity to um, make that alliance with Joaquin and move forward and grow her business in season two. Right. Yeah, I think that um, if Unique is to die, uh, Worrell would have to die too. I mean, he's the only other person whose name we know from Unique's mm -hmm. crew, right? Like, he, he's now um, Unique's right-hand man because his other right-hand man, he shot him and killed him in the head in front of everyone. 
But, um, you know, Roel is like his number one soldier, and we would have to see something happen to the both of them. Um, mm. I think that Unique is, um, I think he's a good villain right now. Obviously, the next villain, you know, he'll, he'll, he, he may be equally as good. But um, I don't know. I don't know if um, we see Unique just get taken out just like that. I mean, it would have to be a really good orchestrated plan to take him out similar to how Ghost and Tommy and the crew had to orchestrate killing off Milan. Um, so, you know, I'd definitely be excited to see that. But another person we didn't see is Crown Camacho. So we got to see what's going to happen with um, Lulu, whether or not he's going to uh, stay in the streets and in music or just make a decision on one. But if Unique is to die, I think it may be Lulu. You know what I mean? Like, Lulu's going to do one last thing. Yeah. He's going to do one last thing before he gets out out of the game, and that'll be his ticket out. Like, listen, I got rid of our our competition. Unique is out of here. I got to go on this music thing. You know? Hmm. Interesting. I I think um, we we have to see something from Famous. I mean, to have the last time we see him be, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. yeah we, like that confrontation over the the streets need a body. Right. Or that one line. Uh, you know that line. Yeah, four quarters and two dimes. Like, we got to see something from, from Famous. Um, jukebox. Jukebox is in a really bad situation. She mm-hmm. She got beat up by her father. Her best friend is dead. Um, she's being used by Raquel. Um, maybe we see a little bit more of what pushes Jukebox into law enforcement. I mean, every episode we get piece by piece of, oh, that makes sense now. That makes sense. So we're definitely going to see a little bit more of that. Kanan, for the finale, I think we may close with him actually finding out that Detective Howard is his father. Hmm. He has to find out at some point, and I think he may find out on the season finale. Yeah, that needs to happen. And as for Jukebox, I think, you know, you said that she's being manipulated. Her father, she and her father had a falling out. Nicole died. Mm -hmm. The one one person she needs is Detective Burke. She needs a mentor right now. Mm -hmm. And Detective Burke is that mentor. Mm. Yes. Because you can tell, you can tell she's, she's interested in her. She she cares about her. Mm-hmm. That's true. I would agree with that. Oh, one question. Why do you guys think that Detective Howard will not tell Raquel that he needs bone marrow? It looked like he was really close to him telling her in this episode, but he didn't. I think that was something more discreet to him. He didn't want nobody to know about it personally other than him. I don't know. I don't know why he's being secretive about it. Um, if he truly feels like she doesn't care about him, I don't think it would change her feelings about him either way, you know? so That's true. It wouldn't. That's why I don't understand why he would keep it from her, you know? Right. Unless he really feels like she's going to react in some way differently if she knows versus if she doesn't know. Yeah. Um, another thing, quick mention from the um, the season finale preview, we see Scrappy come back. Yep, with a patch on his eye. Exactly. So it'll be interesting to see what he does 
and what his mindset is coming back after going through the the situation that he went through. Oh yeah, he's out for revenge as well. Yeah. Oh definitely. Most definitely. definitely. Yeah, definitely. Should I wouldn't be surprised if he's the one that pulled the trigger. Now that now that I think about it, now that you mentioned that we see him. Yeah. He's gonna have to put some work in. But not That's even true. not even gonna have to. He's gonna want to willingly go and put that work in for what they did to him. That's true. Yeah, that's very true. Oh. Hmm. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, it'll be real interesting to see how it all plays out. And we do see Julia pop up again in the season finale uh, trailer that they showed us as well. So it'll be interesting to see what her role is in the season finale. Right, right, right. That would be very interesting. To- I don't think that Unique is going to be uh, the the villain for all of season two if he makes it to season two. Right, 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 right. They'll switch it up. That's true. I mean, nah, I don't want to go to his Instagram page and see anything, so I just stay away from it. I want to be surprised. <laughs> okay. Um, but that's it for me with uh, my predictions. Um, Deron, Tiff, you guys got anything else? Nope. nope. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining me on this one again. Um, I guess we'll talk again next week on the season finale that I wish we could see immediately. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. This is Tiffany signing off. All right. Talk to you guys later. Talk to y'all soon. All right. Thank you for tuning in to the Limitless Experience with Eric. Share this episode with your friends and tell your friends to tell their friends about the podcast. And as always, spread love. Peace out.